Hey everyone. As you know, I'm a huge fan of living a healthy lifestyle, including taking the right supplements. Collagen is one of my favorite supplements. It is the most abundant protein in the human body. As we grow older, we break it down faster than we can replace it. This loss affects our skin, nails, hair, muscles, joints, and tendons, bones, and gut, making us look and feel old. Totem Voss is a wellness company that created a collagen chew for a real-life person, the 78-year-old mother of the founder. As a result, the quality is unrivaled. Totem Voss chews contain equal part deep-sea Icelandic cod, domestic grass-fed beef, and organic chicken bone broth, along with companion ingredients such as vitamin C for full collagen synthesis. These varied sources address a greater range of collagen needs within the body. Their customers are reporting results with such problems as rosacea, osteoarthritis, osteoporosis, degenerative disc disease, as well as improved hair, skin, and nails. Practitioners are finding the juice to be an effective tool in restoring gut health. You can find Totem Voss, that's T-O-T-U-M-V-O-S, at getchews.com. That's getchews.com. Use code DRDIVA, that's D-R-D-I-V-A, for an additional 10% off your first order. There's so many people who still don't even know what functional medicine is or that nutrition even is involved. I know we're talking about nutrition. There's so much more that I do, but like they don't even know that they they have the option to heal, that this is possible for them because their doctors have told them that it isn't. And to me, that's like the biggest problem in the entire world that I'm really after solving. Hello, this is Dr. Diva Nagula. Welcome to From Doctor to Patient, where our goal is to bring you topics of discussion that will educate you on the various healing modalities to help balance the mind, body, and spirit. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of From Doctor to Patient. Today, I am joined with Maggie Berghoff. She's the founder and CEO of Cell Pro CEO, a health agency rooted in functional medicine and trusted by celebrities, professional athletes, and CEOs. Maggie's expertise in building multiple thriving businesses online has also led her to become a sought-after business mentor for those building an online business. She's been featured in hundreds of places, including Forbes, Business Insider, Entrepreneur Magazine, Oxygen Magazine, Under Armour, USA Today, local and national television, and many more. Maggie, it's such a great pleasure to have you on the show today. How are you? I'm so great. Thank you for having me. I am always curious as to how people who come on as guests on my show is how they got into the whole space of functional medicine and integrative medicine. I feel like it's a, it's very common in this space to hear this, but through my own health journey, it's how I stumbled upon functional medicine. Um, I was actually trained as a nurse practitioner in a traditional medicine um, practice. So I went to Vanderbilt University and got my nurse practitioner degree. I got my dream job at the dream hospital. And then it wasn't until my own body had this massive health crash that I, I learned about functional medicine. I had gone to many specialists in the model I was you know, raised to know and educated in. And time and time and time again, I was left from doctor appointments, like frustrated and feeling really hopeless without any answers as to why 
my body was, you know, totally failing itself and, and just crashing. I was having tons of symptoms and my doctors couldn't tell me what was going on or why. And after, um, you know, at first it was that my labs looked normal. So they just brushed me off. And then it was so bad that my labs did look abnormal, but then they would just give me pills to cover up the symptoms and no explanation of like, oh, well, why are they looking at abnormal and how to fix it? There was no conversation about how to actually fix it at all. It was just, oh, well, you have this thing. You'll be on medications lifelong. And so it was through that frustrating journey that I found functional medicine and just got super determined actually at first. It was just very selfish. I just wanted to, to heal my own body. And so I enrolled into the Institute for Functional Medicine to heal myself. And then from there, of course, you know, the rest is history. I just could not go back to a traditional medicine way of practice. And although I think it's very, very important and needed, not for the majority of what people are struggling with today. And my passion lies in helping people to reverse those nagging symptoms or mystery illnesses or, you know, things that are going wrong in a more functional, holistic way. Right. Awesome. And how did IFM or the functional medicine approach heal you? Like, what did you have that was plaguing doctors in the traditional conventional medicine Western world? So the functional medicine, it wasn't like one thing. And I know that it would be so sexy to be like, oh, it was this one thing that healed me. But it really was a combination of everything, of my own mindset, toward, um, I would say the biggest two things was mindset around stress, right? I put a lot of my, on my plate on purpose. I was, I'm there. I'm a, I am still a very type A go-getter, high performance type of person, but now I know how to balance it out. So I wasn't balancing it out at that time and boosting my body to be able to support that lifestyle that I have. Um, so that, and then also my mindset toward food was one of the biggest things. And I would say, you know, the, the, if you ask me what the biggest, biggest thing that made an impact, it was food and nutrition, not just what I ate, but how I ate and my mindset toward what I was eating. Yeah. And I hear that so many with all the guests and just clients and patients that I see, it's, it's really been a big change in the, and the impetus for the changes is essentially just changing their nutrition and diet. And that just, it goes a long way when you just make that simple change. And a lot of people don't really appreciate how important and how dramatic the change can be when they just alter a few things for their diet. Yeah. And I changed a lot of things, right? So I also switched from a very toxic way of living from a product standpoint, hygiene and household products. I was just using just typical you know, on the store, bath body, whatever it was at the time, at the time I was in college and just graduating actually. So my go-to was, you know, Victoria's Secret lotions and all this kind of stuff that had so many chemicals in them. And so I did switch to a non-toxic lifestyle. Everything that I use now is organic and non-toxic and things I'm so cognizant about what I'm putting on my skin and in my body and when I'm breathing in the air. Um, but again, even with that, I think that is so important. Like it is absolutely critical to do that. But I don't really notice a difference now, at least when I use lotion with chemicals, but I do notice a difference when I eat a bunch of junk food. Mm -hmm. So I like, if I had to pinpoint the one thing I would like the most important thing first, I would say nutrition for sure. Mm -hmm. And when you transformed your diet prior to the transformation, were you pretty much eating the standard American diet? No, you would think so. I was actually, I thought very healthy. And I actually prided myself on that. And a lot of people would come to me for nutrition advice. In fact, I almost quit nurse practitioner school because I told my mom 
all I really care about is like nutrition. I just want to help people with food and nutrition and fitness. But I was not, I thought that I was being healthy and I was not. And here's what I mean by that. My mom, when I was younger, had stage three colon cancer. She was told by all of her doctors, like there was no hope. She, she's not going to survive this. She had gone through chemotherapy, didn't work. And she went away to this more holistic based cancer institution. We lived with my grandparents. Like it was like a big deal. She came home, healed her body. She's been in remission ever since. And she came home with this big book of foods and all the benefits that they have. And that was my first dive into nutrition. So I actually knew some things about food. We grew up with organic. My mom didn't buy processed stuff like here and there, but it was not a part of our lifestyle. We rarely ate fast food. You know, our meals were, we lived in the country and my mom homemade our meals every night. We were sitting outside in the fresh air eating with the family. And so I grew up with that. That said, I took it to an extreme in college when I started to work out a lot. And I was listening to ad, nutrition advice from these fitness trainers. I was following the fitness programs and then the diets that corresponded with them. And those diets completely knocked out like all your fats, all your diversity. You were eating, you know, the grilled chicken, tilapia, broccoli every day, all day, right? And like taking supplements and protein shakes. And at that time, I wasn't looking at ingredients and protein shakes and things like that. A lot of dairy. And so I thought that I was being very healthy. I was super athletic. I appeared glowing and vibrant and healthy, but actually inside my body, I was creating massive nutritional deficiencies, gut imbalance because of the lack of diversity and just like major uh, complications inside from a nutrition standpoint. Wow. So actually it's interesting. A lot of people, including myself who have transformed their diet, it was because they were consuming the standard American diet. And that's, I'm, I'm guilty of that because um, when I had my illness and when I was diagnosed with cancer, it was because, I mean, it was a lifestyle issue for me. And I had so many horrible things that were going on all at the same time. But I remember, I mean, you know, we want a diversity of, of fruits and vegetables. That's absolutely important. And for me, I was like, so devoid with fruits and vegetables. And when I was working, you know, 10 years ago, I was thinking to myself, when was the last time I had like real vegetables and fruit? And I couldn't remember except for consuming the scrap of lettuce on my burger. That was like probably the only vegetable that I was, you know, eating consistently. Yeah. So it was just an eye opener. I was, I was eating veggies and green juices and smoothies and all that stuff. Actually, I did eat the standard American diet. I would say on weekends, I would be like very, very healthy. And then that's also not healthy. I would then like just like go crazy on the weekends and cheat days and things like that. So more of a yo-yo type of style. Right. Um, but I was, I thought nourishing my body, like what I thought was healthy, you know? Yeah. That really goes to show you that, you know, it's, it's, everyone's different, but it is a, a, a product of what you put in your body, whether it is compatible with your, you know, your genotype or not. I mean, so it's really important. And did you figure all this out through allergy testing, food sensitivity testing? I did do food sensitivity testing. Yes. Um, that really helped me a lot to know just immediately like what foods are causing inflammation. So I just know to take them out. I would say the most frustrating thing ever. Well, first of all, the whole healing process is frustrating, right? There's so many like low, low times. And it was very frustrating to me because I follow instruction. If you tell me what to do, like I will do it. So I was following these diets to a T, the anti-candida diet, the low FODMAP diet, the elimination diet. And I was still so sick and blowing up. I was swelling. I was bloated. I was so fatigued. 
but it was because I was eating things I was intolerant to, even on those healthy diets. I was one of my first intolerances, um, like on that first test that I ever took was lettuce. Like I would think eating lettuce was healthy, but actually that was making me inflamed from an IgG <sighs> body standpoint. So and that really helped me for sure to identify those triggers. And then again, when I said earlier about like the mindset toward food, that was a game changer for me as well. And when you say mindset, can you clarify a little bit on that? Yes. Um, I truly believe that when I stopped caring so much about these diets and what I shouldn't be eating, and I started caring about like throwing in all the things that I should add to boost my nutrients and immune system and heal and like all the properties of these different things that really helps my body to heal itself. Um, and it helped me mentally not to be afraid of food or to feel like I was on a diet or that I was like, you know, poor me, I have to follow this thing. It actually became more of a like, oh my gosh, I love nourishing my body. This is so much fun. I'm going to put as many nutrients as I can. And it, it was like a, a whole mindset shift for me that really helps to get away from any kind of diet atmosphere, even though like my diets were, I thought healthy, right? Like the elimination or candida, but to me, that was restrictive. And to me, that actually made me kind of not happy. And so when I went switched to that, switched from that and added things in, I became happier. Eating became very intuitive and like, you know, just like a nourishing good experience. And it eventually allowed me to heal my body. It's interesting. If you've done the elimination diet, it's very challenging. I've done it two years ago. I did it for a whole month and it was very challenging. I mean, it was very restrictive because you literally cannot eat almost anything. You can't eat any bread. You can't eat dairy. You can't eat meats, can't eat any sugars, uh, no gluten. What else am I missing? No alcohol. And I think no caffeine either. So, and I think you could eat nightshades. No, no nightshades either. And so, I had no fruit, or at least I wasn't doing fruit. Right. I'll tell the story. Like one time was so frustrating. I just will always remember, you know, those one moments you'll always remember. When you're on a diet like that or on a healing journey, you miss out sometimes. You feel you do. You from do. From a perspective. So I was saying no to going out with friends. I was saying no to family events because I knew that I was going to be frustrated and, and like just it wasn't. It wasn't a good situation. So I remember vividly one time I went, my grandparents were taking us out to dinner. It was like a big family event. I don't know, a sibling graduated or something. So I felt like I had to go. I went, everybody else was ordering their normal food. I ordered a side of steamed vegetables. <laughs> I swear to you, I ate my healthy meal before I went, but I wanted to still like have something to like take up time. So I ordered a side of steamed vegetables and I got a water and I went home. I was bloated like crazy. I gained so much weight. What actually what happened with, when my body would flare, I would swell up in water, like gain water weight a lot, even to where I would have pitting edema on my skin. It, wow. So the listeners, that's like you press down on your leg or your arm and it would stay there. The indent would stay there. My face would blow up like a balloon. Like it looked like a filter. Like it was just huge. And that happened. And I ordered a bowl of steamed vegetables. So it's like that, those types of things were so frustrating and just heartbreaking when you're trying so hard and it's not working and you're still flaring and you're still getting sick. Hey, Dr. Diva here. Thank you to all my listeners who supported my book and helped to make it a huge success. You all have helped us hit number one in Barnes & Noble, number one in oncology, 
cancer, healing, and medical ebooks, and number 21 in all of a Kindle store. You've also helped us hit number three on the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. If you haven't received your copy, you can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or booksatmillion.com. Visit from doctor2patient.com to become part of our growing community of health and wellness aficionados and to learn more. If you like our book and podcast, please go to amazon.com to write a five-star review and go to Apple Podcasts to also write a five-star review on this podcast or any of our episodes that you've enjoyed. We need reviews to attract and secure top-notch guests for this show. Thank you so much for your support. And, and that's that's interesting. For me, you know, I, I had the opposite effect. It was definitely taking a toll on my social life and you know because I didn't feel like I could go out anywhere to socialize and as you know like eating is is a big part of socialization and if you can't consume and eat you know the any kind of proper foods or any standard american diet and it's so restrictive it's just you don't feel like going out and socializing and yeah. on the contrary for me it was actually when I did it for the 3 to 4 weeks it was actually one of the best months that I've ever had in terms of inflammation. Um, I was sleeping a lot better. My heart rate variability was much higher. And like, I didn't require body work as, as frequently. And, you know, it was, it was great, but again, it was just, it's a balance. I mean, it's really hard to go a hundred percent with anything. And that's why I always advocate, you know, the 80%, 20% rule. It's like, you can go 80% of the time eating healthy or living a healthy lifestyle. And then 20% just live your life, you know, you, you, and that's, that's part of the balance and, and, and really calming your mind and being able to, uh, and, and, and as what you were saying, it's like you were, you had to have some uh, restrictions, you know, implemented because more for a mindset than anything else. Yes, definitely. And I agree with that. And I would say even like, once you get past this, like a lot of your listeners are probably in the thick of it. Once you get past this, you want to make those healthy choices. You feel so good. And it actually becomes very simplistic and intuitive. Um, and then like the 10, even for me, I guess 10%, like I don't even do 20%. I would say if I'm at a party or a barbecue or whatever, I don't care. I'm not asking the chef like, oh, is there dairy in there? I, it doesn't matter because it doesn't impact my body like it once did. Um, but even for like just living this lifestyle and finding, you know, the brownie mix, that is the better option for your body. So like you're still eating the brownies. They're so delicious, but it has less inflammation, less toxins, et cetera. And just really um, embracing that kind of new lifestyle, really. Exactly. And since um, you've left the whole Western medicine field, you've started to take on businesses of your own and consulting services. Can you describe a little bit about what you do now? Well, um, gosh, I'm definitely an, a serial entrepreneur. I do a lot of different things, but in the health world, what I started um, years and years ago was one-on-one -on -one consulting. So I definitely felt like that's what I was lacking when I was sick is that somebody I could just text when I had a question. And that's the kind of business that I set up based on what I wanted. So it's like a very high level, all access um, retainer type of model where I work with clients like in a six month capacity and we just, you know, a full rebalance. And so that's what I really started at. Now we have gotten into books. We have a book coming out soon, courses and educational materials. And just like really the big goal for me now is just an impact 
and expansion just impacting more people. There's so many people who still don't even know what functional medicine is or that nutrition even is involved. I know we're talking about nutrition. There's so much more that I do, but like they don't even know that they they have the option to heal, that this is possible for them because their doctors have told them that it isn't. And to me, that's like the biggest problem in the entire world that I'm really after solving. Right. And then, I mean, obviously you counsel and, and consult with a lot of celebrities. What are their common goals and issues that, that you see um, when they come to you? Um, I would say stress is one of the big things and stress around everything. So it's funny, I'm a health practitioner, but a lot, sometimes a lot of what we initially do is like restructure their day. And this is what honestly most people should look at in their life as well, restructure their day and simplify things because a lot of times we stress ourselves out and we're like doing all these different things when in fact we could get everything else accomplished in a much more simplistic way and like in a more joyful way and then prioritize your own health because at the end of the day if you're in the hospital from a heart attack you know there is no not your business you know there is no growth and you're going to lose time from spending time with your family and advancing in your career a lot of my clients are career focused and so that's one of the big commonalities that my, my clients face, as well as really wanting that personalized care. They don't want the pill to cover up the symptoms. They really want to figure this out and to be able to push their bodies further without having these massive health problems. Mm -hmm. And so I'm assuming like arranging their schedule is more really to alleviate their stress and to allow them more time for joy and pleasure and family time, things that they enjoy more. So, I mean, obviously the nutritional component is a huge part of what you do and, and, and consult with, but as you know, and as many of the listeners also know, is that integrative and functional medicine is very comprehensive. It's not just nutritional focus. It's very much, it's a lifestyle. So we're looking at things like mindfulness and stress issues. So what other um, types of changes do you implement for people who are having issues with stress and anxiety? Yeah, well, it's definitely personalized um, based on, I use it based on laboratory work as well as their goals and their, their family life. Are they traveling all the time? Are they not? So I would say some main components that we look at is definitely nutrition, like we mentioned, but also sleep and getting them on a really good sleep routine, going to bed at the same time every night, waking up in the morning at the same time, setting their circadian rhythm. So their biological clock of their body, which really regulates their metabolism and all of the things, right? So helping them with that is very important. The mindset component, like we talked about stress reduction, things that could help with that would be things like, you know, even just taking 10 minutes a day to yourself to just be quiet. Sometimes we're go, go, go. And we never have a time to just sit and just like be quiet and just think that could be meditation to you. It could be yoga. It could be stretching. It could be sitting in nature, just like quiet time by yourself can actually go a long way. It could be things like activating your parasympathetic nervous system through more like tools like infrared sauna or, um, you know, I love flotation pods. So sensory deprivation tanks are something that we really love to do. And just some other strategies to activate that parasympathetic nervous system wherever we can, because we know we're going to push it. We know we're going to challenge it on purpose. Most, most of my clients, at least like they're, they're stressing themselves out kind of on purpose. Like they want to do more in their career or they want to like go travel all the time or like do all these different things. And sometimes they are staying up later than normal because they have an event 
Um, so we're really working on optimizing the parasympathetic nervous system to balance out the sympathetic. Yeah, that, that makes total sense. And that's a huge part of uh, the counseling that I offer too. It's, it's obviously the biggest thing that I, and challenge that I have and the biggest factor for transformation is addressing nutrition, but you can't, you know, it, it's only one part of it. So for me, it's always been, um, you know, a balance between mind, body, and spirit. So once I get the nutrition down, then I go concentrate on some mindfulness strategies, like exactly what you're talking about is really honing in on the parasympathetic system. And then it's always about spirituality. That's, how, that's, that's kind of the trio that I like to concentrate on when I address people's issues. Um, do you have any metrics that you use uh, to measure you know, autonomic nervous system and if they're in the parasympathetic versus sympathetic? You know, I actually don't get too deep into that. I think it's so interesting and cool. Do you do a lot of that? In your yeah. I mean, I like to, I like to keep track. And then it's like, it seems to me that if the clients have a metric that they can use, then it's, it can actually enhance compliance. Yeah. I love it. No, we don't do the, the biggest metrics we use are laboratory testing, but yeah. not testing. Like, are they in parasympathetic state? Like the muse, I know it's very helpful for that and that kind of stuff. Um, but it's not something that we dive into too much. Yeah, it seems to be. I mean, it's more me. I like to. I like to keep track because it gives me an idea of whether they're slipping, and then, and then I can actually have my clients keep a journal. So if I have them keep a weekly journal, and then there's a slip in their heart rate variability, I'm like, so what happened this specific day? What did you do? Was there increased stress in your in your life, or was there? Did you go, you know, like binge on something? And it's one of those two things. And then if they can actually, you know correlate those activities with their reduced heart rate variability, then they can see, you know, that it affects their, their body. And then they're not optimized in, in, in the fashion that they want. Definitely. Yeah. And so you have a lot of other things going on I mean, you have a book that you released. Can you tell us a little bit about your book? Yes. It's so funny. We're really focusing on nutrition. Usually, usually the like podcast combos aren't so focused on that, but the book is really it's called Eat Right for Your Inflammation Type. Yeah. And so what it does is it um, segments different types of inflammation, um, whether that be hormonal inflammation or more so gut. And we know that in all, all of them, and we know as practitioners that it's all correlated, but it's so helpful to know like what is your core issue? Because that's going to differ with what you do next. And um, the premise of the book is identifying your inflammation type. And then there's a guide for what to do in your lifestyle. So creating that environment to thrive, I'm very passionate about non-toxic living. So what can you do in your environment to make sure that you are reducing your inflammation and healing your body? And then also the nutrition, there's a whole part about nutrition and recipes and detoxification methods for your type. Um, it's essentially the closest that I could possibly get to working one-on-one with the client without working one-on-one with them. I've used what I've, like all of my experience in working with those, these clients and, and segmented it so that you as a reader could read it and really, you know, put the places in, in, in line for your own life to implement in your own life so that you can heal. Mm -hmm. Are you a big fan of supplements and, and do you have your clients on supplements? Yes. And no. So here's my philosophy on supplements. I think that they are amazing. I also think that they can be overused and when they're overused, even if that supplement has a good purpose, if you're taking too many, just like polypharmacy, taking too many medications, I think that it can actually cause a negative effect on you. And so what I usually do is I strategically give them supplement recommendations based on their labs. Now, of course, I could do that in the book. 
So in the book, since I don't have your labs and case reviews of all these tens of thousands of people, millions of people, um, I have broken down the most common recommendations of what I think would help that person best based on their type. Um, and so we're really targeting different things. The, the also philosophy that I have on supplementation is I don't think that you should be on the same thing all the time, lifelong. I use them as medication. So as your medicine cabinet, essentially, you should have certain supplementations for, you know, when you're traveling, when you're feeling a little run down, when you're feeling a little anxious and you need to activate some parasympathetic nervous system stuff. So that's kind of what we're doing and targeting in the book as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I totally agree with all that. And it's, it's interesting to me. It's like, you want to be able to reach out to as many people as you can. And so I, I, I also have a book that's out as well. And it's, to me, it's a, it's a great way of reaching out and getting your philosophy and getting your methodology out to so many different people. Because I love one-on-one work, but it's like we want to heal the masses as well as just focusing on one-on-one individuals as well. Yeah, like we just want to help people. It's probably been my biggest challenge as an entrepreneur and, and going through my own health journey. It's like, I just want to help everybody, but there is only one of us. And also, um, like, um, as we know, most functional medicine is not covered by insurance. And so, like, there's also a cost barrier for many people. So, like, you and I writing books about this, the best we very can is the next best thing with work than working with a one-on-one. And a lot of times, it's just about awareness as well. Mm-hmm. I wish I had known about functional medicine before I had ended up in the hospital with the TIA. Like, I, I could have prevented that for sure if I was living this lifestyle before that stuff happened. Yeah, I feel the same way. And how um, strict are you when you are offering your clients um, advice on organic versus uh, conventional foods? I always opt for organic. Um, I really do. I just think if you have the ability, there's more benefits than cons and you might as well choose it. So I don't even actually do like the dirty dozen or anything like that. I, I just always choose organic in my own lifestyle. And I really teach my clients just to do, you know, anything that I'm doing, really, I would never tell them to do something I don't do. And so I opt for almost everything that I buy really is organic, even down to my shampoo. And so I also mirror that with my clients and encourage them to do the same where they can. Yeah. And it's interesting. It's like, I personally eat everything organic. Um, you know, when I'm cooking at home, of course, the 20% of the time when I do go out and eat, I'll, I'll, you know, indulge, but not go crazy. But I think it's interesting that you also have to take into products, skincare products and, and uh, personal care products, because if you look at the chemicals that are in those, I mean, and you add everything up, you're talking about the average exposure for a female, you're talking about over a hundred toxic chemicals. And that's, that's stuff that's being put on the body before they leave the door for work in the morning. And that doesn't account for whatever they accumulate when, when they're in the environment or, you know, when they're around other people. So it's, 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 it's really interesting because this, this conversation about eating healthy, it's also a lifestyle change as well. So it's, it's um, I personally didn't even realize how much toxic compounds were in our personal care products. And so, again, like you were mentioning, everything that you, you, what you eat and what you put on your body, it's all organic. And that's, that's so important. Yeah. And it's also not as difficult. I just feel like if you have the ability, right. And, and it's just not that big of a deal. Um, I mean, I know this is a podcast, so you can't see me, but I wear makeup. I do my hair. I'm doing all this stuff, but I'm using non-toxic versions. No one knows the difference. I love it. I feel like it simplifies. It looks very clean um, and aesthetically pleasing to have all this nice non-toxic stuff in my home. I love it. It feels very refreshing to me. 
Um, and it's so worth it because that's where we can control is our home environment. I can control the type of eyeshadow that I use and I can reduce toxins there. I can't control when I go out to a restaurant that they're not using, you know, organic kale. I can't control that. And so that's okay because my body is built up so strong that it can handle that hit. It can detoxify. It's not going to, you know, break me to have that food at the restaurant or to breathe the air or to go on a train, you know, um, to go in public spaces. So if you optimize, and I believe if you optimize in your home, in your office, where you spend the most time, then you should be fine. Your body is so amazing and it has amazing capabilities to heal and detoxify. It just needs us to help it in the right direction where we can. Right. Exactly. And then I kind of want to like touch base on a little bit of nutrition um, before we kind of end our podcast, but you know, in a generality speaking, like, so what's your focus when you advise clients in terms of uh, nutrition and in being diverse or lack of diversity? What is, I mean, are you focused more on, on, on gut health? Is that the primary focus when you start um, treating clients for the very first time? Or do you just look at their overall diet throughout the course of the day and, and do a shotgun approach and just change everything? I first I focus on what to add instead of taking away most of the time. So I'm, I'm saying like, let's add nutrients. I help them to actually visualize this. I know that it sounds, maybe sounds silly, but I'm have, having them literally visualize. Like I want you to drink that smoothie or eat that, like whatever you're eating vegetable and think about how it's going through your body and literally charging yourself and like flooding your body. I want you to think like when you're eating and drinking things, like you're flooding your body with nutrients and nourishment. And when you think about that and you visualize that, it's first of all, amazing. You're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm just flooding my body with just goodness. Um, but then also like you're more cognizant about when you're eating the things that aren't like that, the standard American diet, it just doesn't feel as good. You know, you're not getting that amazing, vibrant visualization. So that's something that I help them to work on is like adding those things that are going to just like burst your body with nutrients. And then I do take away some things. So I do focus a lot on reducing inflammation. I think it's the fastest, easiest way to start getting results is just to take your inflammation down from wherever it is and lower it. I think it clears the muddy water so we can see what's actually going on. And it's so helpful. So most all of my clients from a nutrition standpoint, they feel better when they remove grains, dairy, and sugar. Those are like my three go-tos. And it's not gluten. It is grains. Because a lot of my clients I found, even when they were eating gluten-free sprouted brown rice and like all of these, even gluten-free quinoa, whatever it is, they were still very much when we removed that, it was easier for the body to break down their food. It was easier for their gut. It replaced those things with hopefully with plants and like diverse vegetables and they felt better. So grains, uh, grains, dairy, and sugar are like my three things that we typically do remove and my clients feel a lot better with that. And then when you advocate for removing these three categories, so would you say you would feel benefits you know, after a week, after a day, I mean, what's the typical average time before clients are like, whoa, I feel great. I've had a client within one week text me and like message me on our thing and say that 75% of her anxiety was down within the last seven days. And that's the only thing she changed so far. After That's amazing. Day. That's amazing. And, and, and the thing is, it's like, so how do you advise clients who say they're in the beginning of their like detoxification transformation program, and then they slip? know, do they need to like, you know, do another 14, 21 days before they can rid their bodies of the toxicities that's accumulated with that one splurge? 
So I actually, no, I am very against restriction and that kind of stuff and starting over. I, that is not my philosophy whatsoever. So what I do is I tell them like, it's no big deal. Mm. Like, you know what? No big deal. No worry, no guilt, no shame at all attached. I'm not mad. You shouldn't be mad at yourself. Just nurse your body. You know, like that's not, look at your whole life. You, that one night that you ate a bunch of pizza and breadsticks and whatever and sugar, like it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. And so I help them to realize and to give themselves grace and forgiveness, really. Because a lot of times what I found is that people do, like they, they restrict, they feel guilty, they get mad at themselves, and then they start over. And then it's the same cycle over and over. And when we just break that, and I'm like, I give them permission to realize it's no big deal. Yes, there were toxins in that thing. Yes, you were inflamed, like you, we tested you and you were inflammatory to X, Y, Z, and you ate it. But if you it would be more harmful for you to feel that shame around that than to just do it. I would rather you eat a chocolate piece of cake or your pecan pie on Thanksgiving and just like love it and enjoy the company and feel joyful than to eat that thing and feel guilty and shameful and then start over and like go on a diet the next day or juice cleanse. Yeah, I actually, I'm hundred percent in agreement. It's not only about nourishing your body with the proper foods and ingredients, but it's also nourishing your yourself with self-love. And it's so important. So if you beat yourself, you know, for doing something, you know, in incorrect or just that's not part of the program that's been given to them, it's it shouldn't be, you know, thought of as something that they can just beat themselves over their head with. It should be they should just approach it going, okay, not having any judgment towards it, not um, you know, killing themselves over the issue and just really nourishing themselves with with a lot of self-love. I think that's just a really great one-two punch. Yeah. So you, you're basically a jack of all trades. You do so many different things. You have, have your, your mother, you have three young children, you you're obviously have a husband and you have these amazing companies that's, that's um, you know, flourishing. What's next in the pipeline for you? Oh gosh, I don't know if I'm even like allowed to say this, um, but we, well, of course the book launch is like our big, big focus, but um, we're going to dive into product development. Oh, so wow. Incredible. Not just with, yeah. Not just with the knowledge of what to do, but actually the products that they could trust hundred percent, like without a doubt that, you know, this is what I would do in my personal life. And this is what, if you eat this, you know, that you're nourishing your body and, and you're avoiding all those bad things. And it's more effortless. You don't have to think so much about it. You don't have to read the labels. You just know you can trust. Yeah. Awesome. And mm -hmm. for our listeners, um, how can they find you online? Well, my name is Maggie Burgoff. And so MaggieBurgoff.com is my website. It's my name. I'm also on Instagram and TikTok. So awesome. you can follow me on any of those platforms. Great. Well, Maggie, thanks so much for joining us on the show. It was a pleasure having you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me.